0: Good evening, this is another episode of the Jones Underground. I'm your host, Offion Jones, and we're getting to our sports episode. Um, We just finished watching Monday Night Football. I thought the Los Angeles Rams were supposed to be a good team. I thought their defense had some stars on it, and um, the Baltimore Ravens were not having any of that tonight. Five touchdowns, six touchdowns i mean um to uh r g three had to come in and clean up the mess that uh r- that uh Lamar Jackson made out of the Los angeles Rams i mean its it's starting to get scary. you know when you look up and you realize the defense is worst nightmare, and you know. Pause me for for taking this moment of, you know, yeah, we should be celebrating his excellence no matter what race and anything else. If this dude was white, yeah, we should be celebrating him just as hard as if he was black. But I don't see how many um, quarterbacks came out of the league where people were questioning their position, talking about they should be a wide receiver. You know, they get drafted all the way at the bottom of the first round. And... And as much as they said they put a whole system around this dude, uh, he out there playing against grown men and making them look useless out here. And not running just college offense. And these throws he's making, um, they're on point, you know. And it would have been a lot worse... If some of these receivers would have held on to some of the balls they were dropping. So but I'm I'm like Dude, domination in every phase of the game. Tell your punter to just hang out. He ain't we ain't gotta see him to the fourth quarter. And the only thing I didn't really like was that they went for it on fourth down when they were already up thirty five to six. Like the Rams aren't doing anything. You don't need to risk getting hurt out there for doing that but I know they out there making the statement that my man got his fifth touchdown and it is scary because you know, watching him it's like it's too good to be true, you know that, that you got a dude that can run and throw the ball uh, a pure athlete back there in the pocket and he can run past any linebacker almost any corner out there like, <laughs> he's a nightmare, period. And the Rams' worst nightmare came true. Their offense couldn't do nothing. The defense, I thought when they got Jalen Ramsey, that was supposed to be like, all right, you ain't finna throw the ball on us. But then we throw for five touchdowns. On the defense, just added a, a, a quote-unquote Pro Bowl corner. I had to be looking like, man, y'all spending a whole lot of money on players that ain't panning out right now. And I man Aaron McDonald, who? Huh? He was out there number 99 tonight. He was awfully quiet. Like, oh my goodness, man. And I don't want to leave a couple other teams out of there, but man, the Rams got beat up like they had no business being on the field tonight. Which is, it's nuts to me to see another professional NFL team that's supposed to be quote-unquote in the playoff hunt. And they get beat like nothing was on the line. The body language of some of the players out there was like, they was just taking it. Like people was Cool and and shaking hands and high fiving when they was down forty five to six like really, y'all just hey, it's just another night. Like man, it was it was just a, it was a complete beat down and, and then like I said, the throws my man was making was crazy. But I just want to give the the Ravens credit; their defense. Unsung heroes kept getting the ball away from the Rams. Kept getting interceptions. Especially at the end of the game. Like, we, we playing hard even at the end of the game. We don't care. We still blitzing. Still letting it be known. Like, we are going hard. We playing 60 minutes out here. And that's the thing you have to get them credit. If you beat them, you beat somebody. Because they going to play you hard like that for 60 minutes. But when they get on you, they're going to beat you up hard for 60 minutes. It's not it's not a game out here. Um, the other team set up a good matchup next week, the 49ers and the Ravens. The 49ers beat up on the Packers yesterday. May Aaron Rodgers look old out there yesterday. You know, my man couldn't get away from nobody yesterday. The defense was just sacking him again and again and again. They wide receivers couldn't get open. And the 49ers offense just had their way. Jim Garoppolo looked like Tom Brady Jr. out there. And it just goes to show, man, like, they was getting the first overall pick just a minute ago, wasn't they? Wouldn't they? Just the worst team in the league just last year or the year before last? Didn't they get Garofalo and he get hurt? And now they ten and one looking like nobody can stop them but the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> so it's just a lot of the storylines going into this week you know we talk about it's like the the best games are coming up we're looking at the the Cowboys had a test to get the Patriots of course they lost a very close game and Jerry Jones went off on his coaching staff, which is... They've been doing the same thing all year. They play against a team that's worth something, they lose. They play against some bums, they win. Uh, Your team ain't really got it, but they can get their division because who else is good in their division? Um, You can't fire the coaching staff because who can do a better job with the team out here? You know, who's you going to get? Ain't nobody... It's like telling me... Oh, man, I can pay you the most money you ever made if I work for this boss that I know ain't about that life. If I work for this boss that's the worst boss in the world. you getting on your coaching, and the coaching makes the questionable decisions, but then they play the New England Patriots. They're playing the best of the best out here. If they make any mistakes, they're going to eat it, period. And that's what happened. Your, Your team out there made a lot of mental mistakes, yeah, there was a couple of phantom holding calls. But you can't blame the rest for losing. And that's what they did. They lost. They was being beaten all game. And you, you have to give Patriots credit. They win. Whether it's a win ugly or it's a win pretty. It, it ain't no such thing as a win is a win is a win when the Patriots get out there and do their thing. And you have to give them credit for that. They beat the Cowboys. Um... The Houston Texans bounce back, you know, and beat a division rival in the Colts. And I like Jacoby Bissett. I like their team. I I thought I hate to see one of them lose, but I'm glad Deshaun Watson, He's another guy. It's been Deshaun Watson watch all year and, and they going out and doing their thing. Um so it's just a lot of good football. It's a lot of stars in this league. And to see Lamar Jackson standing at the the front of the MVP race by a long margin. Man, like, I'm looking at the score like, are they trying to get him another Heisman Award? Like, what in the world is going on out here? Like, they're like, nope, we're going to play them hard all game long. I don't know if they was mad at somebody on the coaching staff of the Rams. I don't know if somebody had some money on this game. But they did not let up on those guys. They played hard the whole game. Getting into uh, the NBA, um, we're looking at the the two teams that are really standing head, above, head and shoulders above everybody else. We got the Los Angeles Lakers, and we got the Houston Rockets. Uh, Lakers are going for their eight straight win. I didn't stay up late enough to watch it, but I definitely will see him in the morning, get the highlights. And, uh, you know, when you... We're we talking about greatness, and people talk about Dwight Howard being a clown and everything else. But now you got a more mature Dwight Howard who understands his role and who's willing to go out there and do what it takes to win. You got a, um, Anthony Davis who... Um, He's just skilled beyond belief for his size and his talent level. And then they're being led by LeBron James, who is leading the league in assists right now. I mean, I know people are saying the Clippers are better. I know some people want to see the Rockets do their thing. But I've seen Houston have really good regular season success every year. They clown teams Almost every year they end up third or fourth or somewhere in there in the league and you know in the in the record on the west and everything else. But when it comes to the playoffs, can the style that they play, where you got one man dominating the ball, can that win a seven-game series against a team that's just as good, if not better, than they are? When the playoffs come. I don't. Give him all the accolades during the season, he's probably can average 40 points a game this year. Who knows? But when the playoffs hit, we'll see where they're at, you know, as far as Houston. The Boston Celtics um, had a really close game against the Kings. We're looking at the Kings, Sacramento Kings, and I know we talked about how bad Luke Walton was last year and how. Um, the Kings had some talent. They got two really good guards, Buddy Hill. When he was in New Orleans, they called him all kinds of busts, and he would never be good. Because he was coming out of college, they was comparing him to Steph Curry. He don't even have the same body, shape, size. And I don't think he had the same game as Steph Curry has. But to see his NBA game blossom into that not only just a – Uh, a scorer that can score on you mid-range, who can score on you pull up and shoot the three, who can drive and and finish at the rim, but he also is a hard worker playing defense. You know, he runs off screens, he gets open, he can take his man one-on-one. And all this from a player who, when they traded him for DeMarcus Cousins, they felt like he was a throw-in. Somebody said, They'd rather have a bag of chips than have him. And and a couple of years later, you know, not to knock DeMarcus Cousins, but, you know, his health issue, you know, we pray for him to recover and everything else, but Buddy Hill is doing his thing, you know. And that's why I say, man, don't listen to people calling you a bus, telling you nothing. Um, You know, you being shipped to Sacramento, which is like, NBA terms, middle of nowhere, no market. Um, it's pretty much dead. It's, it's, ooh, the Milwaukee Bucks getting shine. All these other nowhere teams, small market teams getting shine. You ain't getting nothing up in Sacramento. And guess what? They are playing a good brand of ball. And my whole thing is, what if they don't make the playoffs? What if they get an eight seed? You know, whatever. The fact that you see a young team coming together, it's fun to watch that. It's fun. I, I enjoy watching Brandon Ingram with the Pelicans, you know. Yeah, they're going to lose some games, but the fact that they play hard night in and night out, the fact that you got these young characters giving you their best, you know. They already putting their sweat, blood, and tears on the line every night. You know, yeah, they're not going to win every game, but the fact that they play an entertaining style of ball, you know, where they're not—they're not just coming out here to lose every game, and they—and they're losing close. You know, they're out here taking teams down to the wire almost on a night in and night out basis. So it's just telling you the Oklahoma City Thunder as well, team that was supposed to have been losing, losing, losing. They've been playing pretty tough. <laughs> you know, they've been playing. They've been out here putting in that work. So. Um, and yeah, they, they 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 don't have a winning record, but they compete night in and night out, and you have to respect that. Um, so it's early on in the season; we we haven't even made it to the thank you know Thanksgiving yet. So just seeing the league kind of come through. Lakers off to real hot start. The Clippers, you know, they're still one of the top teams in the league, even though. <laughs> You're not really playing hard on a night in and night out. The Thunder are finding their they groove. Um, I mean, the Rockets are finding their groove. Harden is doing what he do, and you have to respect it. He's scoring a lot of points, and he's leading this team on. So, we'll, you know, we'll see the Lakers right where I thought they were going to be, number one. But, uh, <laughs> you know... We'll see how it go. We'll see how it go. Um, Just a recap on the uh, boxing match last night. Shout out to Deontay Wilder. um, Putting it on uh, Ortiz. But like I said, he was losing that fight when he knocked it out. You know, plain and simple. But that was uh, showing Anthony Joshua doing an interview and talking about why he's He's, you know, so confident that he's going to be Andy Ruiz up. And they fight us next month. Uh, get your tickets ready. This is going to be. This is going to be one of those fights where. um, You know, if you like seeing action. This is going to be one of those fights where somebody's going to get knocked out. This is not going to go a whole 12 rounds. I believe with. Andrew Ruiz and his camp doing what they're doing and Anthony Joshua and their camp preparing the what they're preparing I think somebody is not going to make it the distance and you know the way that these two fighters come in and the way that they trade punches I don't think that I don't think one of them is going to make it and I can't tell you who i really hold in the fight I want Andrew Ruiz to win I want him to win. I want him to hold them belts up over Anthony Joshua, period, because I don't know Anthony Joshua. I don't know that guy. I don't think, you know, I I just, I don't think he had the pedigree. I don't think he had the, you know, he hadn't had enough fights. You know, he hadn't beaten the people that he needed to beat to get in there. And even when it came down to um, him fighting with Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder then tried to fight him. You know, was trying to put the money on the table before the heavyweight division started becoming this um, big draw that it is now. You know, because that's how Tyson Fury came out of retirement to fight him. You know, because it was supposed to have been Anthony Joshua in there. But the men, you can't tell us that you're the best pound for pound but you moving like the best businessman, best pound-for-pound businessman. You know, you got a record, but it seems like it's being tailored, engineered. You know, you didn't get in there and beat some of the guys that Tyson Fury beat. You didn't beat some of the guys and fight in the ring with some of the guys that Deontay Wilder beat. And you got a lot of English fighters coming over to America, and they're getting some success. They're getting paid. But when you start trying to... Make it seem like that your brand of boxing is so much better than across this Atlantic. That's the reason Las Vegas gets the money that it gets. That's the reason the, the uh, Madison Square Garden is getting the draw that it's getting now. That's the reason boxing is resurgent in America. That's because it's where it came from. This is where history is made. We have a long list of champions, and boxing in America is different. Than almost anywhere in the whole world because in 90, a lot of the champions that we have came from nothing here. But all they had was boxing. The backgrounds, and I'm not knocking Tyson Fury because I love his story too because he's, you know, has a similar upbringing and everything else as far as, you know, coming from a less privileged uh, place and, and just enjoying life. So I enjoy his comeback story as well. But I just feel like Anthony Joshua didn't pay the dues that. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder even Andrew Ruiz paid to get to where they got to to get the money that they get I don't think he paid the dudes to get in there, even his record your record ain't even as long as these guys you kind of young you know. And granted, yeah, he the next big thing, everybody saw it but when was you going to take on the next big fight he was fighting Andrew Ruiz as a backup to another dude that he really shouldn't have been fighting why wouldn't he fight in Ortiz? Why wouldn't he fight Tyson Fury? Why wouldn't he picking up the phone and trying to fight Deontay Wilder when the money was on the table to do it? So that's why when I'm looking at him trying to get his belts back, he didn't have to go that route, you know? Felt like he wound up running into Ruiz on accident. He didn't know that could happen. I think he took Ruiz for granted and got, got got his tail kicked behind it. And now, you know, we'll see what happens. But I just like the fact that with Ruiz going in and handling his business the way he did, now everybody got to fight everybody. Now Tyson Fury got to fight Deontay Wilder again because now it's time to get this money. And when they get through, we'll see who's going to fight after Andrew Ruiz and, and Anthony Joshua. So now you're going to have to have a... Somebody going to unify all these belts. They're going to quit playing, you know, now that the belts are in certain hands. So you're going to see some money being made, some money changing hands. You're going to see some fights coming up. You're going to see some boxers starting to be, you know, getting celebrity status in a little bit, you know, um, getting out here talking their stuff. And I remember when people said mixed martial arts was going to be better than boxing that a mixed martial artist can get in the ring and whoop anybody. And what did Conor McGregor go do? Proved you all wrong. (laughs) Proved you all wrong. You know, boxing is different than mixed martial arts. And ain't no boxer gonna get in the mixed martial arts ring and beat up a mixed martial artist. But definitely ain't no mixed martial artist gonna come into boxing and dominate a boxer for 12 whole rounds when the most y'all fight is three or five. So, it's a whole different step of conditioning. It's a whole other level when you can't kick and choke somebody out. You know, and when you're wearing them 6- or 7-pound gloves versus them 2- or 3-pound gloves. So, we'll see how the um, heavyweight division strikes out. We'll see how these middleweights come through and do their thing, man. Um, where Where is my man, uh, <laughs> Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez? Who is he going to fight next? You know, what's next for him after taking out Kovalev? What's next for Triple G, you know, with his situation? He he didn't look too good in his last win. And uh, Earl Spence, who's next? (laughs) Come on, middleweights. We're waiting on y'all. Get to where the heavyweights are. Start putting these fights together. Start making this money. Uh, With that, we're going to go ahead and start uh, closing out. I just want to... like I said, thank the listeners for supporting, coming out, and uh, sending y'all requests and everything, and just, like I said, just being overall cool. I know it's, it's, uh, it's brand new. It's a start for me. I'm just trying to be consistent, you know, make sure I put these episodes out, give you one or two a week to listen to, and maybe grow it from there. Um, <clears throat> I want to thank the musical team, who've been really hearing a lot of sounds, and uh uh, listening to a few artists and really working with just a new groove and really appreciative of the people listening and and giving their feedback and working on this next project to, you know, like I say, just to do what we love and make a little bit of money off of it. You know, just a little bit. <laughs> but um just uh, everybody, you know, if you're listening to this at work, hey, prime way to get paid doing something you would be cool doing. But just, uh, like I say, take time out. Love each other. Father, spend time with your kids. Tell them you love them. Um, if there's somebody you ain't talked to in a while, parents, family, whatever, give them a call, tell them you love them. And we'll see you again next week. Peace.